Welcome to the June 28th edition of Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. This week on Take Him With You, the Jonas Brothers concert in Tacoma, what I got for Father's Day, and how to deal with anger. So glad that you've joined me for Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. Glad to have you along. Uh, We're going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff today. Uh, My opinion on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. My recent upgrade on my iPod Touch to the 3.0 operating system. Some words of wisdom, the Jonas Brothers concert, what I got for Father's Day, and dealing with anger, plus a whole lot more and fun. Stick around. How cool is this podcast? That means that you excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Meds and Kel uh, do just a wonderful job with that program. If you are a fan at all of British TV, or you just like listening to two guys from England talk about uh, TV, it's very fun. Just really fun. Great podcast. Check it out. Waffle On. Well, it's time to find out what's going on around Rick's house. I don't know if you recognize the band there, but Catherine, who are we listening to there? The Jonas Brothers. The what brothers? Jonas. Oh, yeah. You like the Jonas Brothers, don't you? Yep. And tell everybody where you're going today. The concert. You're going to the Jonas Brothers concert. Where's it at? Tacoma Dome. In the Tacoma Dome. So what do you expect to see when you get to the Jonas Brothers concert? I don't know, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to keep uh, keep okay with all the screaming. Yeah, Mom's actually going to bring earplugs. Yeah, your mom is taking you to the Jonas Brothers. Now, how did this happen? How did you get to go to the Jonas Brothers? Um, Some of our friends gave us tickets. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you got tickets and you're pretty excited about going. Um, yes. Okay, so let's talk about the Jonas Brothers for a minute because... I know there's some people that don't like them and think they're weird and all this different stuff. But you've been listening to them for quite some time now. And mm-hmm. and uh, now you're a Christian, right? Yes. Okay, so from your point of view, um, is the Jonas Brothers music bad influence on you? I don't think so. Why? What do they sing about? They sing about girls and stuff. But they sing about girls? Well, you know, they have girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. are they nice guys? Yeah. And what? So what? What's your favorite song that they sing? Um, I don't know. You don't have a favorite song? I can't believe that. Hey, maybe Love Bug. That's my favorite. Love Bug. Yeah, that's from their other CD. This love bug again. Hopeless, head over heels in the moment. I never thought that I'd get hit by this love bug again. So you really like that song, huh? Yeah. Why? It's cute. Okay. All right. Well, so you're not just a little bit of excited about going up and seeing the concert, are you? Um, I'm really excited. Well, you should have a good time. All right. So, uh, so if people are listening and and they're they're like freaking out that maybe their kid likes the Jonas Brothers, do you have any uh, thing you want to say to parents about the Jonas Brothers? Uh, I don't know. 
Well, come on now. Just be honest. I mean, because, you know, your brother hassles you about listening to them, and he thinks they're bad. But you showed him all the lyrics, and now he wants to listen to the CD you just got. Yep. What's their new CD? Um, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times. And uh, you've been watching interviews with them all week on Larry King. Well, when you're a fan of them on Facebook, you know about everything like that they're doing, you know? So oh, you're a fan of them on Facebook? Yeah, that's how I know all this stuff. Is that why you sit at the computer at 5 o'clock on what days? No, that was only for a couple of weeks. And what is that? They had like a live webcast. A live web? And weeks. you went to the live webcast? Was it fun? I guess so. Did you ask any questions? No. Did Nick, I didn't know how. Did Nick talk to you? No. Oh, who's in the Jonas Brothers? Who are the people in the band? Okay. Kevin is the oldest when he's 21. Then Joe is 19. Uh-huh. And then Nick is 16. So there's three guys in there. And uh, which one do you like the best? Nick. Boy, you didn't take long to answer that one. <laughs> he's he the oldest or the youngest? Youngest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, kind of weird to have my daughter like a boy band. They're, they're not actually, a boy band. Well, they're pr- you kind know the of, difference between a boy band and a not. Yeah. They're kind of a rock they're, band they're with a boy band. band influence, but they're boys in a band. Well, a boy band is like people that dance and stuff. They don't dance. No. Oh, okay, well that's probably good. All right, so uh, I'll tell you what. We'll have you on back back on next week to tell us how the concert was. Okay. Okay. Okay, and uh, we're going to leave you with a little sample again of the Jonas Brothers music. This is um, Poison Ivy. Is that the name of it? I think so. Yeah. What's it about? Um, Do you even know? Poison ivy. Uh, is it about the actual poison ivy plant, no. or is it about a girl? I think it's about a girl. Oh, you think it is? Okay, you need to be reading your lyrics, girl. What? I'm just telling you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, here's poison ivy. And thanks for joining me, Catherine. No problem. Bye. Yeah. Everyone's allergic to poison ivy. Everyone's allergic to poison ivy. Everybody gets the itch. Everybody hates that. Everyone's allergic to poison ivy. Okay, Andrew, you're with me in the studio here very quickly. Um, we just got done doing Father's Day last week. It was a blast. Had a good time. And uh, I got some pretty cool gifts for Father's Day. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I hope so. Yeah, well, I think so. I, my, I got a shirt from Catherine. Nathan gave me the um, first season of The Big Bang Theory on DVD. You gave me Monk, the first season of Monk for Christmas. And I haven't watched either of those yet. So I'm going to have to... I mean, I've seen them a long time ago. But I, I'm going to have to kick out the the uh, DVD player and, or at least put them in my computer and watch them because they're much better quality. Mm-hmm. But um, you got me a really cool gift. I'm very excited. A monopod. Mm-hmm. And then you lied to me. <laughs> We're going through Walmart like a couple of days before for Father's or the day before Father's Day. And I'm trying to tell him what I want for Father's Day. And I've always wanted a monopod. You know, they have tripods for cameras. Well, they have a thing called a monopod that you put on the bottom of. I have a, a Canon Rebel XTI that I take a lot of pictures with. And you screw it into the bottom, and it's just like one pole that's expandable. And so it steadies the picture. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing, like, macro lens stuff and all that jazz, you can uh, you can do that. And it's pretty cool. So uh, anyway, yeah. It was very cool. Uh, we're walking through Walmart, and 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 I look over. I say, "That's what I want right there." The monopods are hanging on the shelf, and he goes, "Oh man!" And I said, "What?" He goes, "Well, they didn't have those yesterday." And I'm like, "Huh? What?" So I'm thinking he got something, me something different. But when Father or Father's Day happened, he walks out and hands. He didn't wrap it or anything. But yeah. why would I do that? I don't know. Wrapping paper. There's it's too much. Um, there's too much hype. Yeah. I think people make a lot of money off it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, we had a great time on Father's Day, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we went to church, and then uh, my mom and dad, Grammy and Papa, came down, and that was always fun to see them. Mm-hmm. And what did we have for lunch? Uh, you think you had steak and we had chicken. Yeah, and yeah. corn on the cob, fresh corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Barbecued. It was actually nice out. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, which is shocking. So, And then uh, later that day, of course, it was our anniversary, and then you guys stayed home, and we went out and watched a movie and then and went to dinner, and that was fun. So you guys kind of hung out by yourselves. Yeah, usually. Did you just throw that wrapper on the floor? Maybe. 
My son's eating Starburst, and he just drops the wrapper on the floor. Are you going to pick that up, I hope? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so there's another thing that we've been doing. The other day, we were at the grocery store together. We frequent the grocery store together, and uh, I saw something hanging on the shelf. What was it? Um, are you talking about the Star Wars cards? I am. Star Wars playing cards. And I was all excited because they looked pretty cool. A little, not too spendy, but more than a deck of cards usually is. <laughs> And so I grabbed him, and he's looking at me like, why would you get those? <laughs> Even though I get you a deck of cards everywhere. If I travel anywhere, I always get you a deck of cards from the town that I was in. I still have my Star Trek cards from when you went to Las Vegas. The Hilton? Yeah. Oh, are you getting a phone call? I think somebody's getting a phone call on their phone. That's funny in the background. Okay, so anyway, you... Um, uh, well, we got these cards, and we brought them home, and there's a game that you and I play all the time, or we used to play all the time, that we've kind of revived now. And what is that? Cribbage. Cribbage. And Cribbage is not... Uh, what, how would you describe that game? What is Cribbage all about? It's kind of like poker. Kind of? It's, it's basically the same principles of poker, but you get points. And, and it's based on the score of 15. Yeah. So any cards that equal the amount of 15, you get two points for that. Yeah. And then you have a... But you have, actually have a board. Yeah. And that's kind of cool with little pegs on it. The other day, boy, I think you, I think, I think there was some conspiracy going on because you grabbed the wrong. We see he drives a red pickup, and uh, I, I wanted the the. Uh, how did it work? Anyway, you took my pegs when we were playing. Okay, so we start out a few nights ago, and we start our little tournament, and you beat me unmercifully for like two days in a row. <laughs> yeah. And then the third day, what happened? Didn't turn out quite as well. Well, we were neck and neck. Yeah, and then I won. Yeah, and, that was and then, then and, and now it's gone downhill for Andrew. <laughs> Usually he beats the pants off me. I don't know how he does it, but he does. He's really good at it. So now we're in a like a I don't know five six game series now. So tonight uh, we'll we'll play again, <laughs> and we'll see who wins. Sure, cribbage is pretty fun. People should play that game. It's not too hard. Mm. <laughs> I think so. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about going on around our house, I've been uh, taping Conan O'Brien's Tonight Show. <laughs> He just recently took over for Jay or from Jay Leno, and I have never really liked Conan O'Brien. Never really liked him. I, I used to try to um, you know DVR his program once in a while and watch the Conan O'Brien show, and I've always thought he's just too quirky and kind of weird and and just kind of I don't know. He was just gross. And now that he's doing the Tonight Show, I have to say, what do you think, Andrew? He's hilarious. He is hilarious. There, sometimes he gets a little bit far over into the sexual side of things, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's not good. At least, according to us, in our opinion, it gets just too far out. But for the most part, he is absolutely hysterical. Mm. Some of his skits are just so funny. What what has been your favorite so far? Probably the giant. Uh ancient Egypt uh, statue. statue that he stole off the Paramount lot <laughs> that was hilarious that was no Universal Studios yeah. oh it's not Paramount it's Universal Studios Eek, I could get in trouble for that huh? yeah that's that was pretty funny and he's had lots of different guests on and they've been pretty pretty fun and the, of course the musical guests have been good and stuff and who did I see on there the other night oh chicken feet or something like that chicken foot chicken feet chicken foot is that the name with Sammy Hagar and all these different rock stars well anyway they were pretty good on the on the show i was surprised but uh anyway i hope that it continues to be as good as it is because there's some really really good shows what do you think about the andy richter guy that's his co-host guy the guy who like the the guy at the stage little uh, yeah that little podium he doesn't talk much no he doesn't talk i don't i don't know if i like him very much and what about the band the band's hilarious. The band is pretty hilarious. Those guys are kind of really different. Max Weinberg. <laughs> you know, he's the drummer for Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, so Conan O'Brien and The Tonight Show gets a thumbs up from the Moyer household at this point. Like, again, we there are always exceptions to that. There's some things that I obviously would never venture into the comedy arena with. But so far, it's pretty funny. It's worth a DVR just to check him out. He's very different but uh i i don't know why he's different he's i think he's better on this program than he was on his other one mm-hmm. maybe a better budget maybe he's got some i don't know better writers i don't know mm-hmm. but uh anyway the conan o'brien or the tonight show with conan o'brien <laughs> pretty funny hey thanks for joining me andrew thanks i just had the opportunity to work on a great project um, that was released this week um, called boldly star trek boldly part two 
and got to do the music uh, musical score for that. So I've been busy, or was busy last week, uh, working on that. I'm going to play for you a little bit of it, um, just a little bit of the uh, the music. And, of course, you can download for free. You can download if you go to the Trex in Sci-Fi podcast at www.treksinsci-fi.com. Um, you can download it um, if you check around. on the. You can go to iTunes and type in Trex in Sci-Fi or the Anomaly podcast, I think, is going to put it up as well. Um, my friend Jen is the one who's producing that. We have a bunch of people that did lines for it. Basically, what it is is a story about a Star Trek story that we've all collaborated on together, and then we recorded it and uh, did lines for it and everything. And Jen has put it together as an audio drama, and I did some of the music. So I want to. I'll set this one up for you. I'm going to do this one where um, uh, this is where uh, a guy named Tane goes into the holodeck and he starts up this holodeck program. And uh, a holodeck is a place where you can you can have this interactive like experience. So he goes into it and he programs this big arena kind of thing with a bunch of scary monsters that he's going to fight. And this was the uh, the minute clip that I did for the music that you can hear right now. There you go. That was just one little clip from the uh, from the soundtrack. I'm having a great time doing a bunch of those things. I, you know, um, if you know of anybody that's doing an audio drama or anything like that, and they want some music produced for it, uh, my rates are really, really good, and uh, it's really fun. Here's one other little clip that you'll like. This is when the ship gets uh, shaken by an anomaly, and it's what it sounds like. I love the power of music and what you can do with it. I'm also working on the stargazing album that I talked about a while back. Uh, here's one of the tracks that I've been working on um, called Rings. Uh, I've got one called Big Dipper that's done. I'm working on one called Launching. And uh, this one is the Rings one. But uh, this is designed for you to uh, put on your iPod, go out, lay on the trampoline or, or a chair that expands backwards and look up at the night sky and just let the music play and kind of go on a little journey. Let you listen to a little bit of what I've been working on. So if you're a fan of uh, kind of spacey electronic music that uh, is orchestrated and stuff, that's uh, working on a full um, CD of that so that uh, here when I get all done, I can release that uh, on download, maybe put it on iTunes and uh, for direct download off the Take Him With You site. And you get a copy of that and sit out under the stars and just enjoy God's creation. Pretty fun and exciting. Okay. Well, let's see. Oh, I want to share uh, one last thing before we get into the words of wisdom today. 
And it's all about the... How many of you have the iPhone or the iPod Touch? Well, if you have that, I have a, a cool little thing. A, a friend of mine uh, said, hey, you need to upgrade on the, the iPod Touch. And uh, so I did. There's there's quite a bit of really cool things that the upgrade did for me. Now, if you have the iPhone, it's free to download the 3.0 software. If you have the iPod Touch and not the phone capabilities, then it costs you 10 bucks. But uh, I would say it's well worth I th- I think it's kind of cheesy that they did that. They should just give it to you free for that too, but whatever. Uh, but it's 10 bucks. And uh, anyway, very cool. There's now, you know, you used to only be able to download um, on your iPod Touch wirelessly. You could just do music. Now you can buy movies, TV shows, audiobooks, and all that jazz via Wi Fi where you couldn't do that before. It also has a new feature that you can enjoy stereo Bluetooth. In other words, it'll it'll you can buy a pair of Bluetooth headphones, stereo, and and no wires. Now you can listen to uh, your iPod Touch, which is really cool. Uh, also allows you to do peer to peer gaming. Now you can play games with your friends peer to peer, which is really cool. Uh, now when you turn it sideways, the cool part about the iPod Touch is um, with the upgrade, it will let your keyboard do a landscape keyboard. Before it did, excuse me, only parts of it would work. But now on this one, you can do that. Uh, it's a little larger keyboard that you can do mail notes and uh, you can browse on Safari with it, which is really, really cool. Uh, also, the one of the greatest features I've noticed is the new search feature on it, Spotlight Search, where you can search your entire iPod. And if you've got lots of stuff on your iPod like I do, sometimes it can be hard to find it. But with this new search tool, you're able to search everywhere uh, and spotlight things. It's really, really cool, even your emails and stuff which is really convenient. Um, also, they corrected the mistake they made when they put it out the, at the first where you couldn't cut and paste. Now you can cut, copy, and paste and put it. you have a little clipboard, which is just fantastic for those of us that use our iPods a lot. Uh, there's parental controls on it, automatic Wi-Fi login. Um, there's push notifications. There's some different languages now that they have. You can shuffle now by shaking the iPod, which is kind of fun. Um, there's a lot more third-party game accessories. Uh, your notes can be synced now on the PC. As soon as you put it on, it just syncs it back and forth. And just some improvements overall. So, yeah, definitely worth the upgrade if you have an iPod Touch. If you are looking to get an MP3 player, I really recommend the iPod Touch. It's great. Uh, if we had service around here really good for the iPod or the iPhone, I would do that. Uh, but I'm currently in contract with Verizon. But from what I understand, in December, they're going to that's going to be lifted, and you're going to be able to get the uh, iPhone. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it'll be a, pretty close to the iPhone, and you'll be able to use Verizon with that, which will be kind of cool. So, yeah, kind of geeky there, but very fun. Um, I recommend highly getting the upgrade for 10 bucks if you have an iPod Touch. If you don't have an iP- uh, iPod Touch and you're looking for an MP3 player, I, I recommend it as well. So there you go. That's my... Uh, that's my little uh, plug for Apple. <laughs> I just think the iPod Touch is amazing. iPods are just an incredible gift or gift gadget that uh, is a great gift. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> All right, uh, let's 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 go into some words of wisdom right after this. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, it's time once again for words of wisdom on taking with you. Today we're in Romans chapter 12. Let's take a look at what it has to say for us. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. 
Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For Scripture says, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good great words of wisdom today out of Romans chapter 12 in the New Living Translation. Everyone, please remain calm. The Tiberius is one of the most well-designed ships in the fleet. It would take a hell of a lot more than a little interstellar turbulence to threaten her structural integrity. Warning. Depressurization detected. If we don't catch this soon, we can have catastrophic consequences for the Tiberius. I don't know if I can cure you or, or anyone else, Captain. This is going to be a long day. Star Trek Boldly, found only on the Treks in Sci-Fi and Anomaly podcast feeds. You should actually be able to uh, download that right now by going over to treksinsci-fi.com. Or uh, I believe you can get to the anomalypodcast.com as well and uh, do that. And if you have any problems with that, just email me. I'll, I'll get you a link to that. And you can listen to a great Star Trek audio drama. Very fun. You can email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. Would love to get your feedback. I really, really would like to know what you think of the program and what's going on with you. It would be very, very cool. Just email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. I would love to hear from you. Okay, coming up, we are going to be talking about our subject today um, called Hot-Blooded, all about dealing with anger and how it is a catalyst to depression. should be a very, very interesting discussion, and I'll be back with it in just one moment. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series the Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2, as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! Jenny and Kenny do such a great job on that show. It's very fun to listen to. Listen, before we get into Food for Thought today, I just wanted to take the time to ask for your help. The Moyer household has been doing an experiment for the last five months now and doing uh, Take Him With You as a podcast full-time. We do our midweek booster on Wednesdays, and our program comes out on Sundays. And so far, uh, the listenership has been growing, and we've been really enjoying getting to know a lot of different people. However, we cannot do this program without your help. If everybody that listened gave a little bit of money, then we would have more than enough to pay the bills of the Moyer household and have this podcast come out to you every single week. And I'm asking you if you would find it in your heart to help us out. I don't like begging for money, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to ask if you would be willing to help with us. That would be so cool. You can go to our website at takehimwithyou.com, click on Donate, or sign up for our newsletter that comes out every single week, the Weekly Encouragement. $20 or more a month gives you that, and you get that every single Monday morning in your email. And also, if you feel led to just partner with us and do some stuff, you could give to us on a monthly basis, which would help us tremendously. All right, thanks. That's all I'm going to say about that. By the way, the music you're listening to is my son, Nathan, who put this together on the the synth the other night. I thought I would play it. Kind of fun. So thanks for considering giving to take him with you. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. 
Well, last week we talked about depression and destroying it in our lives because depression can really hold people back, hold me, I know it holds me back, from really going forward with all the dreams and ambitions and goals that God has put in my heart. And I know for, I'm not any different than you, Um, I think we all have things that we want to accomplish in life, but when we're depressed, it does really strange things to us. As I stated in the last program, I'm usually a very happy-go-lucky person, pretty happy and comical, and I just enjoy life. It's fun. But uh, we went through a series of real hard times in our family uh, with circumstances beyond our control, and it was very, very difficult for us. And so as a result of it, um, I started to experience some depression. I went to a counselor, um, a Christian counselor, a family therapist that helped me through quite a bit of the things by going through a program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a biblical-based 12-step program. And I I got involved in that, and I started reading a a great Bible with some helps from the recovery point of view, and it uh, really turned my life around and got me uh, to feeling a lot better about life and so on and so forth. During that journey of dealing with depression in my life because of the circumstances that had happened, I uh, was offered many different ways to to um, take care of the depression, from medication to uh, cognitive restructuring, which is just a fancy way of changing my mind, um, to uh, changing circumstances, uh, behaviors, so on and so forth. And I think the, the biggest thing that helped me was to, first off, renew my relationship with God in a way that um, I could receive from him and and look at things from his perspective. And then from there, all these other things came into play. Um, I never had to take any medication, but I know a lot of my, some of my friends have, and a lot of people do, and I think it's very a very valid way to help um, in the area of depression. Sometimes chemicals are off in our body, and we need to get them back on track. And I know for me, I even take vitamin D now, and I never took that before living here in the Northwest. We don't get a whole lot of sunshine, and vitamin D is is it does help with mood, and it helps with um, not feeling lows as low as as you can. So I'm not a doctor, so don't go out and buy vitamin D because Rick said something about it. But I, I seriously, my my mom takes it, and several other people in my family just because we know ourselves and we know that we don't get enough of it. So uh, we take a little supplement of vitamin D, and that helps quite a bit. But I never really went down into any other. Um, um, avenues of medication other than, you know, exercise, breaking up my routine and so on and so forth. What I found though was on the journey of getting out of depression, there were several things that I dealt with like anger, anxiety, stress, um, just the words, there's tons of words that we can, can bring up right now that would attribute to depression in our lives. And the one I want to talk about today is called anger. Um, just in my situation, I haven't been a real angry person over the years, but I found that as as I got a little more depressed, as things happened that were frustrating for me and I had no control over them, that uh, anger kind of rose up. I was I had a shorter fuse than I normally had. You ask my family. And see, from time to time that happens when we get frustrated. But, you know, the fact is that anger left unchecked can be a real significant cause of depression. Uh, the desire to get even with people. You know, I've I've never been a real revenge type of person, but boy, when when you get hurt really really bad, um it's like gosh, you want to you want to fly off the handle. I'll never forget somebody telling me one time that really helped me to deal with somebody that was very angry with me and I couldn't figure out why they were angry and they told a story uh, my uncle's a trapper and uh, he traps, you know, different animals and stuff like that and he said um you know at one point there was a bear trapped in a in a trap and he didn't want the bear obviously he was trying to get something else and uh he went to try and get the trap off of the bear and when he did the bear lashed out at him now, he was trying to help the bear but the bear didn't know that he was just in pain and he lashed out which is really similar to us. We are in pain. We go into defensive mode. We get angry. And then when somebody tries to help us, we get mad at them. And it's not them that we're really mad at. We're just angry with our our situation. We don't like being trapped. We don't like the things that go along with it. And our fuse gets short and we fly off the handle at people that don't deserve it. So I don't know about you, but that's sometimes what was going on with me as far as I was just really frustrated and, you know, the desire to get back and to, to pay people back for hurting us, is it's a normal thing. It's not a good thing, but it's a normal thing because we don't want to hurt. We don't want to be in pain anymore. We don't want to have anybody cause us pain anymore. Um, 
and sometimes pain or trying to get back at people can consume us, and that's really not a good thing to live in. Forgiveness is an important thing. So why do bad things happen to good people? Because it seems like the the reason that I get angry, the reason I got depressed was not because of something I did. It was because somebody else couldn't handle their lives, and I got caught up in the, the aftermath of what they had done. You know, we may never know why bad things happen to good people. We may never know. Sometimes it's because... Um, Good people put themselves out there and risk relationships, and when you risk relationships, you you can get hurt. That just is part of the risk. Uh, so from time to time, bad things happen to people that don't deserve them and vice versa. It just happens. It's part of life. The question is, is God in control? Because I know a lot of people think, well, I don't know. Is God in control of this whole thing? Is Why would he let these things happen to me? And my answer to that is, sure, I believe that God is in control. But he's given us this world to live in. And not everybody in this world lives for God. And as a result of it, some bad things happen. And even people that claim to be um, believers in God can do some pretty bad stuff left on their own desires and their own wants. And, you know, I really do believe that that a lot of things don't happen the way God wants them because um, man's will is involved or humankind's will is involved. And not always does God's will happen. And because of human intervention, sometimes there's some pretty bad things that will happen to us. Here are some causes of anger. I want you to think if you are an angry person, if you fly off the handle easy, if you get frustrated very quickly, here are some of the causes. Number one, circumstances beyond our control. A lot of times we get angry because we can't control our situation or something happens that we have no control whatsoever over. How about this one? Death or loss. Boy, isn't that the truth? You know, when I've had close people to me that have passed away, I get I get angry. I get sad. It's like a grief cycle that I go through. And sometimes the anger can be very intense because I don't want them to leave. It messes my life up when that person is gone and I love them. And a lot of anger comes out of that. Or if we experience a great loss, like we lose our job or or we lose um, a position or we, we lose a, a friend or we lose, we lose a relationship or we lose, you know, there's tons of different things that can can happen there. It can cause anger. Loss is a really big key to anger. It really is because when we lose something, it makes us upset. We like human beings are people that like routine and don't like change. And when loss happens, we are forced to change and it's very hard for us. How about this one? Feeling stuck or manipulated. If you feel stuck in a situation or you feel like somebody messed you over and manipulated you, What's the first thing that you feel? Anger. Anger and embarrassment. Boy, that can really slow us down, can it? How about this one? Another cause of anger is being taken advantage of. When somebody takes advantage of something you have or some something you are or a thing that you've done, they take advantage of that, and that really angers us. And then last but not least, some real some real deep anger is um, caused by prolonged frustration. If we haven't dealt with something for a long time, you know, stuffing things does not work unless you're stuffing a turkey. And I'm just telling you right now, when you stuff emotional stuff, <laughs> that kind of funny stuff stuff, uh, prolonged frustration develops, and pretty soon you're just angry all the time. Pretty soon I'm angry all the time if it's prolonged. If I haven't dealt with the root of the frustration, then it really can make me angry. And anger does some really weird things to us, doesn't it? It causes us to be a person that we're not. It causes us to do things that we would normally never do. Anger is a really bad for us. it's a really bad thing for us, and it can really can, can really mess us up. You know, another thing that um, that anger kind of comes down through family sometimes, and I want to talk about that for a minute. Uh, your genealogy. I want you to think about a minute. Uh, was your mom or your dad angry, or your grandparents angry? Do you know your genealogy? Do you know where you came from? Because a lot of times we pick up things or we pick up certain things on our way through life through our families. And if, if our family dealt with things with through anger and frustration, then a lot of times that's what we've seen. That's our example. And unless we change the way we do things, we'll just go right back into the pattern of things. I remember a lot of the kids that I counseled in uh, when I did youth ministry that would come in and they'd say, I hate drinking. I think my mom or my mom or my dad's an alcoholic and they're horrible and I'll never drink. And then they went through a real rough time a little later on in life. And what was the first thing they did? 
they ran to the drink. They went to alcohol and to solve their problem because that's what they saw. That was their example. Even though they hated it, they got involved in it. And anger is, is really pretty much the same. If, if we have angry people in our lives, we tend to be angrier. And if that's the solution of not actually dealing with the problem but getting angry and flying off the handle, a lot of times we'll run to that because that's what we saw. Not that we can can't. Uh, not that that's the right thing to do, but it's it's what we do sometimes. Uh, but you know what we really need to do is have a choice to change our behavior. We we can change how we do things. We can look at things differently if we allow ourselves to be open to God. He's really the only one that can change us in on the inside. He and us. I mean, He's willing to help us change. We have to be willing to take some steps to change. We can actually help our kids to deal with anger in a different way than we do if we're on the ball, if we kind of figure this out. One thing is for sure, getting angry over and over causes devastating results. It really does. Uh, it, it causes bitterness. It causes health problems. It causes stress. And it can eventually cause severe depression and physical problems. So it's really important for us to evaluate our anger level and say, you know, am I flying off the handle all the time? Is the water level inside of me going, is it is it getting to the top here? Am I frustrated all the time? Then what we need to do is we need to look at ways um, to, to, to make ourselves a little more calm, to deal with anger in a, in a better way. And there are ways to do that. And remember, anger is really just a... a a result or a symptom of something that's deeper. There's something going on to make you angry. And if we can look at that, if we can look at deep inside of what's causing us to be frustrated and leading us to anger, sometimes we can put a stop to those type of things. But here's some help for um, uh, resolving anger. And, and by the way, this I'm getting this information that I'm sharing with you right now out of a book that I'm reading right now called In Pursuit of Happiness, Choices That Can Change Your Life by Frank Minnerth. MD. If you go to the to the blog at takehimwithyou.com, I've got a link to Amazon there. You can pick up used copies of the book. It's a 2004 book. You can pick up used copies for three or four bucks, and uh, it's well worth the money to grab a hold of the book and get it to your house and start reading, because um, even if you don't deal with this particular thing, um, I'm sure that you have a relative or a friend or somebody that, that will deal with depression at one point in their life, and this whole um, chapter on anger is very, very good. Very helpful information. Here are a few things that I got out of the chapter that really helped me as far as resolving anger. Um, The first thing is to forgive. You know, it's really important that we, as people that believe in forgiveness, because God forgave us, we could forgive others. Forgiveness really takes the sting out of anger. Now, that doesn't mean that you'd have to trust people all the time. I mean, but it is important for us to be able to forgive people. I know in my life I have a lot of people that I've had to forgive um, for certain situations, uh, but I certainly they're not my best friends, or I'm not you know I'm not trusting them a whole lot right now because you know their actions have shown that they're not trustworthy. But that doesn't mean that I hate them. I don't want to hate anyone. Um, hate really, if you think about it, hate and strong dislike causes a lot of anger. But if you forgive someone and and you just say, hey, you know, I I, I don't feel like this, but I'm going to forgive you. Uh, that does change a lot as far as the frustration and the anger level. How about this? This is really important. I think this is what's really helped me. Share with a counselor or a wise friend. Share your anger. Share with somebody what you're feeling like. You know, you stuff what you feel, and pretty soon you'll blow up. Really, it's true. But if you can share some of the things you're angry about, talking it out, you know, after you talk it out for a certain period of time, the sting wears off, and pretty soon you're not as angry as you were. I mean, there are some people that can work themselves up into anger, so you've got to be careful who you share with. But I would share with a counselor, or I'd share with a wise friend that I know um, has a cool head, and just talk with them and share what you're feeling Um when you share, it just takes the sting out of it, and that really helps to resolve anger, especially when you can talk it out. You know, some people have even got to the point where they write a letter out to the person that they're really angry with, and then they don't ever give them the letter, but they write it out, and then they rip it up and throw it away. But at least they got that out, and they were able to write it out 
and feel a lot better. I've done that so many times, you know, written an email to somebody, not sent it, but read it over, read it over two or three times before I sent it. If I did send it, sometimes I don't even send it, but it just calms me down. And then I go, okay, it's going to be all right. Perspective, you know, when you're angry, you don't think straight. You do things you wouldn't normally do. At least I do. How about this one? Find something to focus on that helps you get out of your anger. In other words, this is the the whole thing where like in, uh, people live on farms or where they have wood heat will go out and chop wood. Or uh, somebody who's a real athlete will go out and take a jog or a run or lift weights or or do something physical, or go play a game, or go on online gaming, or or uh, you know playing uh, something on the Xbox or something, and you just you just kind of take out your aggression on something, not in a bad way. You don't want to do it in a destructive way, but there are things that you can do to just get your anger out. So you just you just kind of release that so that you don't hurt anyone. And that's really, that's an important thing, you know, to be able to have some of those things that you can do. Those, that's one way to resolve anger and get it to stop. Of course, you know what my biggest thing is going to be because that's what taking with you is all about, taking God with you wherever you go. I think spiritual help, asking God for help in, in an angry situation is always very, very important. Um, he's the one, God is the one that avenges us. We're not to be the ones that try and get back at people. When we do that, it just sets into motion some pretty bad stuff. Don't you agree? I just don't think it's good for us. I mean, the Bible says that God is the one that gets revenge. He's the one that knows everything from the beginning to the end. Now, we don't always understand why some people get away with what they do. It's just a fact. That's called life. But we have to just trust that God has it under control. He knows what's going on. And, you know, people really, really, I mean, my belief is that people will, they'll get away with stuff here on earth for quite some time, but there'll be a day when they will answer for what they've done. And so that kind of helps to resolve anger, to know that God is taking care of it, and he He knows the whole situation. So spiritually crying out to God is very, very important when it comes to resolving anger. Um, here's a couple more. Um, try changing your behavior. You know, sometimes it's our behavior uh, that gets us into trouble. If there's something that really makes us angry, then why stick around it? Why stay around it? It's really important for us to change our behavior. If we're doing something that reminds us of things that make us angry, perhaps we should change what we do. And that really is up to you and me. We have the choice to be able to do what we do. We can change our behavior. And uh, I remember this, as far as I'm concerned, I remember... Uh, having to change the way that I treated our animals. Now, that sounds kind of weird, but I'll tell you the story. We were coming home from, uh, I believe, I don't know, it was town or something, and we it's when we lived out in the country, and I drove up, and I saw um, my, I had a brand new red pickup. Well, it was new to me. It wasn't brand new, but it was new. Red little, little cherry red pickup, and I got out of the, to the out of the van with the kids, and they were just young then, little kids. And I looked over at my my truck, and there were green paw prints all over the hood of my truck, up the windshield, onto the top of the truck, down the, the and they were paint. Somehow, our puppy, uh, our dog, actually, she was about a, I don't, I'd say seven, eight months old, had uh, knocked over a can of green paint in the shop, and then proceeded somehow to get on top of my truck and walk all over it with her green footprints. So. I I lost it right in front of the kids. I just I just went nuts, ballistic, and I grabbed the dog, and I lifted her up by her um her collar, and and she started to lose air, and she was choking to death. I was killing the dog, and I I was in a rage. I was so mad at her for hurting my truck, and and then I realized I turned around and there was my kids watching me strangle the dog. You know I had it by its collar up in the air and I realized what I was doing and it came to my senses. Have you ever been so out of control that you didn't realize what you were doing? And I realized I'm not, I don't want to kill this dog in front of my kids. I shouldn't do this anyway. You know, I should, what is up? Well, I put the dog down and I never, I've never ever done that ever again. Now I'm now, in fact, if you ask my family, I'm a wimp with animals. I love animals. I would never hurt an animal. I don't even know what was going on that day. All, all I know is that I went nuts when I saw that it stepped on my truck with green paint. Well, anyway, long story short, I never did that. My dog and I are good friends. I still have the dog. She's great. She's getting old now, but uh, she had puppies and, you know, 
Anyway, we're good friends now, but at the time, I wanted to kill her, and my kids watched that anger and that rage in me, and I determined I wasn't going to do that. So I changed my behavior. I decided I wouldn't let those kind of things um, disturb me like they had. And you know what? Uh, with a little polishing, uh, the footprints came out of the they came out of the paint. Uh, got it off of my truck. My truck. I still have my truck, in fact, and there's no paw prints with green on them in it. So you see. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. I was very embarrassed of of the fact that I went off like that. And uh, I'm just thankful and grateful that I recognized my behavior was not good. Well, my kids know now that that's not what you do, and I wouldn't ever allow them to do that to an animal, and uh, let alone a person, you know. Um, So I changed my behavior. I changed. I just decided that that wasn't what God wanted. And and you know the Bible says that. Bible says that anger is not doesn't produce the life that God wants. So that's really interesting. And if I want to live my life for God and help other people, I shouldn't be an angry person because it just doesn't bring about the life that God wants. That's what the Bible says. So you know, it's it's important to take a look at our behavior. What are we doing to cause anger? And then the last thing I think is really important, especially nowadays, um, they didn't have this technology back in the, you know, even 20, 30 years ago. They could they could they could clinically diagnose people with depression, or if someone was angry all the time, they they would say that they had some type of problem. But nowadays, you can go to the doctor and you can talk to the doctor about what you're experiencing, and they can kind of troubleshoot chemically what's going on. Now, obviously, um, in most people's cases, it's just symptoms of the anger is just coming out because there's unresolved issues, which we really we need to get to the root of those things and determine what's making us angry and start working on that and forgive those that have hurt us and and really work on those relationships or or maybe get out of the job that we're in that's causing us to be angry and find something else that would help us to be calmer. There's all sorts of things that we could do, but my point is. If you really are struggling with anger a lot and it's causing you to flip into depression, then I recommend, obviously, call upon God, but then go to the doctor and talk to the doctor because there are some medications and there's some different things that that, uh, they can do with modern technology now to get us out of that mode so that we can think straight. And that's very, very important to be thinking straight in the day that we live. So anyway, there you go. That's my little thing on anger. Um, I hope that it's helped you a little bit. You know, if you're an angry person, if you maybe you don't think you are, but now that you've listened to the program, you say, wow, you know, I do go off, fly off the handle. I yell at my family a lot. And, and you want to change that, then I just recommend, first of all, just calling upon God. I'd like to play a song for you. And then after the song, pray for you. And then share what we're going to uh, be having on the program next week. Uh, so why don't I do that? Um, this is a song I wrote called Lead Me On, and it's all about, it was during a very frustrating time of my life, and a lot of circumstances happened. I was angry, and there was a lot of things happening to me all at once, and this is basically my prayer that I cried out to God and said, uh, help me out here, lead me, Lord. Uh, and through the magic of my studio, I brought a song that I did live in, in church a couple of years ago and added some background vocals and some other instrumentation to it. So you get to hear kind of some new and old all at the same time on this song. And after the song is done, I'll be back to um, pray for you. So here it is. It's called Lead Me On. Pressure seems to bring me down And my soul cries out to hear the sound Of your voice that whispers softly in my ear You gently speak my name out loud Clearly separate from the crowd You take my hand and calm me from my fear Won't you lead me on, Jesus? Won't you lead me on? Won't you lead me on, Jesus? Won't you lead me on, oh Lord? Won't you lead me on? You cleanse me from my wretched sin. 
You opened up my heart again To the comfort of your love I've come to know I bow my heart and knee to you The one that purifies me true I honor you with all that's in my soul Won't you lead me on, Jesus Won't you lead me on, oh Lord Won't you lead me on, Jesus Won't you lead me on go that's called lead me on and i hope you enjoyed that song you uh, if you want a copy of that song you can uh, give me an email and i'll send it to you you can have it maybe i'll put it on my download page too and you can just grab it for free and listen to it on your ipod or your stereo or your computer or whatever you want to do there but uh it's important that uh, we ask for god's guidance in our life and i think that's a real big part of getting out of depression, a real big part of resolving anger is to just let God take control. That's the first step in the 12-step program is to say, I can't do this on my own. And then the second step is to say, God, you can. So let me pray for you if I could. Father, I lift up every single person that's listening. I pray that you would help them. Help us, Lord, with our anger. Help us to resolve it. Help us to do it godly in, in your way. And God, give us grace, Lord, to get through our life the way we need to. We don't want to be a depressed people. We want to be people that are enjoying the life that you have given us and and helping the people around us. So help us to serve you and help us to love you and help us to, um, I don't know, just, just be real people that love life and love you. Thank you for helping us with anger. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, there you go. Next week is going to be a really interesting week. I hope you uh, will enjoy it. Uh, It's called Messing with Stressing. And so we're going to be talking about stress, good and bad stress, and what it does to the human body and how we can relieve stress in our lives in a godly way. Uh, Further, with our series on depression and how to get out of it. So I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Please join me next week for another incredible, exciting podcast. Take him with you. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. For more information about Take Him With You and for feedback, please email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or visit our website, www.takehimwithyou.com